welcome to the Volunteer Firefighter Podcast. <clears throat> Sorry. My name is Scott, and tonight we have three members of the fire family. <laughs> Math. Todd. <laughs> Hello. Ash. Hello. And Rob is back again. Hello. Hey. Uh, t- tonight, uh, wildfire season is over. I'm going to say that now. Ish. I think it's over. It's, it's, it's over. <laughs> <laughs> well, we almost had one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you almost had one. <laughs> yeah, don't go camping with Todd. <laughs> or go camping. It's awesome. Did you see, sorry, the fire burning across the border? No. As you're dropping down. Oh, dropping, yeah. The, yeah. The, the, that's still, uh, that's still happening. Yeah. 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 Okay. They just leave it. So wildfire season isn't over, but it's mostly over. Yeah. Um, it's like it's almost summer. really back up in full force. <laughs> Somewhere. This past weekend. <laughs> Somewhere this past weekend had the loader going pretty quick, building a berm. <laughs> and what is a berm? <laughs> this is an educational moment. For, for one Scott. of our viewers or listeners? Viewers, yeah. Listeners? Oh, Todd put up a berm with uh, some river sand. Yeah. Uh, to, uh, it's almost like an abutment. Almost like a dam. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Classic. Anyways, <laughs> with wildfire season being over now, uh, we can they kind of do the tally of uh, of damage in the area and our particularly in uh, British Columbia here. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Todd, you pulled, or is it you that pulled the numbers? Yeah. Or? So we were just chatting. We didn't. We don't have the final cost of the season yet. That'll probably still be a while. Um, but they tallied uh, the homes lost. Uh, so in British Columbia, we've lost three hundred and forty-three homes this past wildfire season. That structures or homes. It just said homes. All right. Well, yeah. So whether they're encountering all stru- structures or actual just like residential homes, trailers, residential. things like that. Yeah. But yeah, they said it was one of the most devastating seasons for homes lost that we've had so far. Right. So, and the majority of the damage was actually in the Thompson Okanagan area. Right. Um, they didn't break down really statistically yet um, per region, uh, but they will towards the end of the year. Uh, we had. Uh, 496,983 hectares burnt this season so far. Which was the third most, I believe I remember reading, in, ever. I believe so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it was a pretty... I think the biggest correlation for this season was the homes lost. Yeah. For sure. I mean, we've had big fires where we've lost a lot of uh, hectares, yeah. but nothing interface like this year. This year was, was a pretty large interface area. Um, and then the hardest hit area, of course, was Lytton, which we've talked about in the past. Uh, the majority of that whole whole town was, was wiped right out. Mm-hmm. And um, there was two people actually killed in that um, fire yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah. That's one thing we don't get a lot in uh, BC is a lot of um, deaths due to wildfire. Mm-hmm. Like whether it's, I don't know, we have better, I don't know. Because in the, in the States, it seems like there's a fair number of, of deaths. I don't know, just because of population density. Down there? Yeah. Even structures, structure loss. Oh yeah, oh yeah, they have a lot of structures lost. Mm-hmm. For sure. And again, is that density? Is that just the sheer number of, of fires that they get down there, or whatever the deal is? But mm-hmm. and then the winds, like yeah. Especially when you're talking like California. Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. What do they call those? The Santa Ana's. Yeah. yeah. Like we got, we got some winds, but when you see video what they see down, like the winds that they see down there and the, the ember showers yeah. are blowing for miles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Like it's, it's insanity. That's not, that's how it spreads. So, so damn, damn fast there. And it's wild. Like where they are, they'll have a huge fire the one year and mm-hmm. it'll all burn off and then it regrows and it's dense and it grows mm-hmm. so fast and you're 
live right back into the next season again. That's right. Yeah. It's not like here where it will burn off and, you know, I can't remember what our cycle is. I think we're on a, was it a 10-year cycle, they call it? Sounds about right. Um, you know, like, <laughs> there it's, that cycles every year. So, mm-hmm. and, you know, maybe that's into, like, the fire smarting stuff as well, right? Like, we've learned a lot more the past few years with all that in our areas. Uh, BC pushes pretty hard. Like, they are saying they handed out 365 fire smart grants right. um, this year. And then there was a total cost for that was $37 million over the past three years. In grant money. So it's pretty big. Yeah, we were uh, looking at some grants, I think, on the Fire Smart. We, I don't know if that was the thing we got was part of the Fire Smart. If anyone knows. Sorry? <laughs> we it, just got some equipment. We just got some equipment. We got some of ours. To our gear. To our, um, to our no, hall. I think ours was part of the Fire Chief's grant. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, we, yeah, we just got some uh, uh, new portable pump and some portable tank and some more lengths of forestry hose. I mean, that's one thing we've definitely went kind of towards recently a lot more is, is the forestry side or so, wildlife side of things. So do you happen to know, so with those fire smart grants and the money towards that, what exactly they're looking at implementing with those grants? Is it cleaning up yards, cleaning up surrounding lands? Is that is that for homeowners to have metal roofing versus shingles or? There's different, I was because I was looking at, the bigger one, there was different categories you could go under. There's uh, one on education. So you do an educational, like, we're going to make a bunch of flyers, not flyers, we're going to make a bunch of booklets and go around. Or you can do Fire Smart uh, weekends where you go around to people's homes where there's um, potential for um, interface. Interface. And you go show them how to Fire Smart. There's grants where you actually hire teams of people to go Fire Smart buildings. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple grants I noticed, I saw, where you can actually... Um, do your own, um, I say a back burn, um, like prescribed burns, right? Like so, fall and spring prescribed burns. Mm-hmm. There's grants for that. There was a. I was looking at that. There was a lot of steps. Obviously, they're not just gonna let like some idiot like here you go. Oh yeah, go light your hillside on fire and hopefully it goes okay. <laughs> no, it was like you needed like safety thing. You had to have like uh, someone come and sign off on it. And, yeah, yeah, have to be very. That is mm. something we have seen less and less of over the years is those prescribed burns. Mm-hmm. You know, which some people say that's why we have more and more yeah. bigger fires because I remember when I was young, spring and fall were always a time when yeah. there was smoke in the air because yeah. every farmer, every person was burning off fields. Burn off the fields. You're burning yeah. off the hillsides and they never had really big fires. Mm-hmm. Now it's every, every summer, whole place is filled with smoke and and a lot of farmers will burn off um, the edge of their properties to their fence lines from the roadsides as well, yeah. right? You see that a lot. Um, and then it's easier just to control that growth. Is mm-hmm. you know, majority of our fires, if they're starting the roadsides from somebody tossing the cigarette butt out, the next thing you know, it's going up through that farmer's field. So and then it runs and it runs up in the hill. Yeah. Yeah, I'm living in a valley. It's, of course, that's what happens. It runs up the hill, and mm-hmm. next thing it's, mm-hmm. you know, we're both sides it'll just go up yeah just thinking of those smart fire smart grants you know places that are or homes or communities that are a lot more um in the forest that are um like the interface yeah the interface you know there's a lot more of them that are being homes and communities especially up in vernon where they had the big fires there there's a lot of forested areas that those homes are built in um whether those fire smart grants allow them to 
you know, hire tree limbing companies to come in and take off the lower third of trees, and, mm-hmm. you know, all of that type of stuff. Um, or even for contractors to come in and take care of, you know, if they do have some sort of fireproofing roofing material or something like that, or to go stucco versus vinyl yeah. siding. And that's actually, that's a good point. So like the community kind of to the east of us there, like they're a fire smart community. Um, and they really, really pump it in their, their community with their fire department. Um, and what I don't know is that, so now is that into consideration when they're building as well? Like, are you only strongly advised to use certain materials, like the hardy boards, things like that, and things that are metal roofing? Yeah, I think um, shake roofs are out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think anyone builds shake roofs anymore. You don't see a whole lot in our area. Yeah. yeah. Just on the fire chief's house. Fire? Yeah. Really? I th- I think he's yeah. He's, <laughs> it is, it is yeah. pretty. Oh, is it still shake? I think so. We oh, had okay. a we had a cedar shake roof in our house yeah. growing up. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the fire chief also lives in the middle of an orchard, and for sure, surrounded by like, so, probably thirty acres away from anything that's going to yeah. be on fire. So <laughs> going back to the fire smart grants, there was that one community that was Where near. <laughs> um, where was it? Is it not Cash Creek? Um, Where was it? We Over talked about it a couple of weeks ago. On, that yeah. had a fire smart grant, and they actually fire smarted and stopped yeah. the fire from getting into the community. We were talking about it on here. What the hell was it? Oh. Was it um, Monty Lake? No, oh. Monty Lake was... Monty... Some creek. A creek. Is it Cash Creek? No. No? Anyway. <laughs> It'll come to you in the middle of our... Yeah, because yeah, we, 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 we had talked about it, because the fire mm-hmm. chief had, uh, for like 15 years... Logan pushed, Lake. Logan Lake, thank you. Mm-hmm. I was deep diving into my phone there. Uh, I was trying to find... We actually got reached out to somebody uh, from the Logan Lake area after we spoke about that. That's, that's where I was trying to figure out... But you couldn't remember uh, the name just now? Huh? No, because I couldn't figure out any of the guy's name or oh. where I was from. I'm like, hey, like we talked about this. It'd be really good to have some information. I right. say something. And then I just couldn't find it. So. Yeah, they were pushing it for like 15 years. And, uh, yeah. And they were... They had sprinklers and everything set up. And I mean, they are definitely a lot different than we are. Because... If you, if we, you know, when we think logically around here, there's only probably five, like if you took, if you took our town into little pockets, there's probably mm-hmm. only like five little pockets where we, where we'd have That's your right. space. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing as you guys. I think you maybe even less. Less, yeah. Um, still, it's going to be, some homes might be lost. Mm-hmm. So we have to definitely have to keep that in mind. Um, and we also don't want it to, you know, get away from us and go somewhere else. Like our, uh, our friends up in the hills there, huh. they have, they're all interface. Their their whole fire district's one pocket of interface. Yeah, that's right. So we don't want our fire to get away from us fire. and become yeah. their fire, and then they have problems. Mm-hmm. I guess our fire ended up your fire for well, yeah it this is. summer. Yeah. <laughs> it actually ended up a whole bunch of people people's fires. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I think too, like when you talk about fire smarting, like you get a lot of people that are yeah, absolutely, I'm gonna do it to my property, but. If you don't get your neighbors involved, you're yeah. still at risk. That's you know, right. and you're not just protecting your house; you're protecting your neighbor's house. So if you keep that me- mentality, you know, you can make a pretty safe little community. Yeah, I, I go. I think in that house that we were at um, this year, when the fire burnt down around us, uh-huh. um, that house was like the most fire smart house I think I've ever seen. It was really good, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Short of like, I mean, they had some jerry cans left when they took off. Is when we showed up and we're like, hey, this thing's coming out of it. The draw towards you, and they left quickly. So the only thing we had to do was take a few jerry cans away from their building, okay. their house. Um, they, had, they, you know, any vehicles they had, like because they had a few older vehicles, they parked 
a long distance away from the house. Uh, you were up there too. Yep. Yeah. Um, and the only other thing that was a kind of a little bit of a problem was the wood pile, but we just kind of put a sprinkler into the wood pile. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, that house was amazing because all the ladder fields were cut probably 20 feet in the air. Yeah, that was very mm-hmm. well done. And then forestry, all they had to do was come around with a cat. They did a cat guard. Cat guard, really nice guard out there. Yeah, and yeah. then and then we just stayed um, overnight and let it burn around us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. Um, the only real, yeah, the only real issue I was thinking afterwards, well, during was uh, if we were like power lines and power poles and trees falling over the road. But that's why I think I think I had. I think your your crew was. Yeah, you guys was, are out. You're covering uh, our back right? You're covering our, um, yeah, our we exit were. rope. Yeah, we were. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it worked out well. Yeah, because egress was going to be the only real major concern there. Yeah. We had a lot of safe space right around the building, right, you know, right around the structure. Um, egress, as they say, could have gotten a little spicy. <laughs> but yeah. uh, it was, uh, yeah, other than maybe ha- half a kilometer of egress, yeah. um, just kind of hunker and hold. It was good. Yeah, yeah, that was a good spot to, to be like there was like low grasses and everything. Yeah, but it was mm-hmm. crazy the fire. Could have asked for a better spot. Yeah. yeah, they they had done a really nice job of that place there as well. It was, uh, I mean, there was a couple even, even the structure um, that we started our day at, mm. um, up on the hill. Yeah, and they were doing a bit of a uh, you know prescribed burn there. It was, uh, I mean, it was right dead on the top top of a hill, overlooking kind of like two sort of valleys coming coming together um a lot of green green space right around the structure and then everything else around it was was low so i mean the, the homeowners did a pretty nice job there again egress a little sketchy uh that's kind of like the big issue with a lot of these you were know, you there in the first thing in the morning when they so i showed up at that, that house you know you know the reason why it was all trimmed up around hmm. I remember this now. Where we showed up, the, the, the one of the homeowners was up there, and he had no because they had just moved in, mm-hmm. so he had no pruning shears or anything. So he had a, he had a electric carving knife. Oh, <laughs> and, he, and he was trimming the um, what was the carving knife? Yeah, it was a carving. It was like because I could hear brrr, I'm like, what is that? I thought it was like a hedge trimmer. No, it was like right. a carving knife, and he's cutting the uh, trimming the sagebrush low. Oh, <laughs> geez. okay. He's just going around. <laughs> like, oh, okay, well, yeah. whatever works. Making it happen. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. That was getting after it. <laughs> so we weren't sure. That, that was a really funny scene. That, that's awesome. That that whole home was weird. Because we pull up, and we're kind of looking at it like, are they moving out? Yeah, because all their stuff was like, stuffed All in. their stuff was like wrapped up and stuffed under the like covered deck. Yeah. We're like, are they like getting the things that matter out of here? And then like fire is coming all around them. Yeah. And they're taking stuff into the house. I'm like, what is happening right yeah. now? Because <laughs> well, I asked, because when I showed up in the morning. Mm-hmm. Really good insurance plan. Just load it. Yeah. <laughs> like when I showed up in the morning and I was talking to the guy after he stopped mm-hmm. trimming his, 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 his turkey, there, his turkey yeah. sagebrush. <laughs> um, I was talking to them and they're like, yeah, we just moved in. Because I said, what can we do to fire smart? I said, well, typically we tell you to take all the stuff away from your uh, the outside of your house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, don't have anything on your porch or your deck. And I'm like, <laughs> like looking over at their porch and deck, which is covered with all their furniture. I'm like, but <laughs> in this case, do mm-hmm. your best. Because, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, that goes back to the other part of that, uh, the fire, like, two days earlier yeah. when, when you found that one mattress that was just starting to go up on that yeah, deck. that's right. Right. 
so and that's what I was thinking when I was talking to these people. I'm like, well, and I actually told my story as well. You know, when we first this fire first kicked off, we had this mm-hmm. ember storm hit, and this happened, and we caught it. Or actually, I think I said the captain from the other department caught it. And, you know, mm-hmm. We were, but then we were tossing everything off that deck. <laughs> yeah, I started clearing it all the mattresses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it goes to show you how quick those ember storms are. It starts igniting that fast, like. Mm-hmm. You know, until you actually get in there and see it, like it was, it was quick. Yeah. I think the other thing people need to remember is if they're getting evacuated and they're spider smarting their homes and having to leave, close the windows in your house too. Mm-hmm. We For found sure. that a lot up in, in some places where windows were open mm-hmm. and fire smarting them and finding windows half cracked or open. Right. Um, yeah. You can't really go, you, you can't break into their house and close the windows, but mm-hmm. it could prevent an ember from coming through or into the, mm. through yeah. the, the mesh or anything like and that. And hitting their uh, curtains. And, and that's usually and, a big part of the, the morning briefings is like when we're out patrolling and you're doing that little, little fire smart walkabout, yeah. you know, yeah. is to try and close all those windows and doors yeah. as best you can. Right? Skin, yeah. yeah. One thing yeah. actually, um, when we were on deployment, one of the, uh, task force leaders he said you know if you can ever give anybody advice before they leave everybody's picking up their pictures and all that stuff he's like yeah do that but also clean your refrigerator out yeah for sure like right now yeah how many refrigerators like there's like bears up there now and there's mm-hmm. and there's all like basically it's like a toxic dump now because like all, all the power has been cut for for months. a month yeah you know everybody's fridge and like so all they're doing right now they're pulling the fridge out duct taping it taking it out and throwing the dump Whereas if it was clean out, it would just be, a, mm-hmm. it would be fine. Because mm-hmm. yeah, of all those homes that weren't lost, basically all of them are you know, getting new fridges, yeah. <laughs> which is not a big deal, but it's like, it's just that extra thing. Yeah. You know, how long does it take you to take a box and <laughs> dump all your stuff from your refrigerator into your box? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Freezers, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that's super, super gross. Um, oh, like yeah. your milks, your dairy, your meat. Well, especially with deep stuff. freeze, right? Like, yeah, deep freeze. Uh, you know, that clean, leaks. And... I've had mm-hmm. cleaning one of those out before when it's just, it's shit the bed and all your game meat and everything else, all yeah. your roast and everything's yeah. just rotten in there. It's, I mean, it could potentially so leave your house unlivable. Oh, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I remember when we were young, um, came back from like a week-long camping trip, and there was a like power surge or whatever, and a trip with the breaker in the house, and there was no power to our deep freeze. Yeah. You come in the house, AC's blowing cold, but you're getting that. <laughs> that uh, smell. Something smells ripe. <laughs> yep, it was. Uh, yeah, it was pretty gross. <laughs> and that's just from, like, you're still like it was still cool in the house. Like when we leave, we don't like turn the AC off. You just, just keep it so it's not getting like boiling hot in there, right? And that was still bad enough for that, for all that stuff to spoil and get mm-hmm. super, super ripe. So imagine middle of summertime, no, no power, no, no AC, nothing. That stuff's going to be cooking in there. Yeah. Ugh, gross. Yeah. Um, yeah. So basically, hopefully, hopefully next year's is a little bit better than this year's. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems to be getting not better. <laughs> Yeah, it's just worse just somewhere else in the province, really. Mm-hmm. Every year it gets... It's, it kind of hops around, and, mm-hmm. and some years it's south, some years it's north. It's never really never really west. <laughs> yeah. West west from us, but never really west coast, because mm-hmm. it's so damp there. But yeah, yeah. We have these, yeah, I mean, we're just getting bigger. Yep. 
Um, training coming up. What are we doing for training? Burn season, baby. Is yeah. yeah so with the, with the end of if with the end of wildfire season becomes burn building season. Yeah, last fire season, baby. Yeah, yeah. it's awesome. Yeah, so got got a bunch of stuff planned because obviously we for the last three months we've been pretty um, mm-hmm. pretty intense on the um, wildland stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, not a lot of maybe can't do any burn building stuff. I mean, we probably could, but we it just it's bad to do. Yeah, it's such a bad press. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Literally everywhere around us is on fire. We're like, let's go cook out our burn building. Yeah. Plus, it was so hot. Oh, I mean, yeah. with that one we did that one live fire in June. Yeah. Yeah, we did it in June. That was like our last burn, and it was we had to hit a heat wave just when we did it. And I remember that was that was a like we were hot day. 30, 34, 35. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was tough. And then inside the burn building, and yeah, yeah. yeah it was like, like you walk outside and you're like, oh, hard to react. Oh, shiver. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, my body is not happy right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So now with yeah now the fall and winter hitting we get to do some burning so mm-hmm. um i think first up on our slate is going to be some uh vis yeah i know we went over this before we call it v-e-i-s um v-e-s was when it was when it was first called when it first came out and yeah yeah that was x number of years ago mm-hmm. that's how i first heard it that's how i first called it. but the i really <laughs> is the thing the most <laughs> important part of it yeah, yeah. I think someone, what was that when that we watched, we read an article, there was a, the eye was implied. It says the eyes implied, yeah. I think we talked about that like yeah. two years ago on this podcast, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, the eye is not implied. Right. You know what is implied? The yeah. entering. Yeah, the entering. The yeah. I yeah. actually say V-I-S. Yeah. <laughs> like when I say it quickly, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do V-I-S tonight. Yeah. Because entering is implied. You have to enter to search. And isolate. The key is the isolation, which yeah. makes it safe. Ah, damn. Now, now we're all mad again. We should, call it v- yeah, we should just call it V-I-S. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, it. Call it. Right, that's a new name. <laughs> heard, heard it you heard it here. James Emanuel's. Yeah. <laughs> NFPA and Scott approved. That's right. Oh. So, yeah, we're going to probably do, we're going to definitely do some V-I-S. This <laughs> <laughs> rolls right into it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the idea this year or this session, what we're my plan is, it's going to be uh, we like to do a, a high low because our the way our bird milling is designed, and also mm-hmm. it's a slight, I mean it's not a different tactic. It's just it feels different. Like mm-hmm. um, there's a few different skills we need. Obviously for a high one, like for a two story, you need you need to do ladders. You're right, golden. <laughs> uh, you need to do you need to do uh, uh, throw ladders and. Um, kind of organize that a little bit better because you mm-hmm. have to get out um, to climb up, get the guys inside, figure out how to get the patient out, get them down the ladder. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna say it's more dangerous. Well, I guess it's more dangerous, um, but it's you know just mm-hmm. it's a, yeah it's just it's another adjunct that you got to throw into the mix, right? Mm-hmm. Versus if you if you're doing uh, that on a first floor, yeah. you know it's pretty easy. Like you may the window might maybe at the appropriate height where you can just kind of stand there and and enter and then. Your backup can hold your um, thermal mm-hmm. and whatnot, yeah. or maybe you're throwing a halligan for a step or whatever, yeah. right? But now you're doing that extra moment of throwing that ladder in place, and then you got to wait. One guy goes up, clears the window, enters to the guy up, yeah, holds the yeah. trick. And we always drop this. We you know we what we've started doing is we drop the first guy in, like it's what to, and he does this thing. But if he finds a patient and it's not a, like a child or something. We actually send the second guy in too, um, mm-hmm. as long as it's safe. Because 
if you take, like, what our thought is, if you take 10 minutes to try to, 10 minutes and exhaust the guy that's inside trying to get this patient out, um, it's, he's going to be worse off. Mm-hmm. But if you throw two firefighters in, as long, you know, again, as long as uh, there's flyers not burning below the floor, all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. if you throw two firefighters in quick, the, it, it's a lot quicker to get that patient out and then have the third firefighter come at the firefighter come at the ladder and, and do the lower. I feel like that's actually something that gets missed when we drill and talk about that as well, right? Because generally it's always the two guys, right? And yeah. then and you're going in. But now, if you actually are dragging an adult-sized person out, yeah. it's extremely hard to get them to drag them, number one, because who knows, if it's nighttime, maybe they're not sleeping in anything. Maybe it's just underwear or whatnot. You don't, you don't have a lot of things to grab and purchase. Yeah. If they're unconscious, we've all drug unconscious yeah people it's mm. extremely hard to grab and drag and carry and now not only just that you're not dragging out just a door to a doorway where one firefighter could probably do it in yeah. a drag situation mm-hmm. but now i have to prop them up i have to lift them up i have to get them to the other firefighter over that sill because mm. probably getting, like i look at my house you know what's under all my kids bedroom windows and my bedroom windows all those fucking tables and like um Drawers. Cabinets and dressers and, and shit. Yeah. There's going to be broken way, glass because right? you just broken the glass. Yeah, so mm-hmm. there's yeah. stuff everywhere. So absolutely, you're going to need those two guys to prop up, pass yeah. off, and then do your, your rescue yeah. down the ladder. So I think we we pretty much threw that in within the first... Like I think we were practicing it, and we were like... And then I think, just like you said, we... And training, we started doing... like We started throwing heavier dummies in, and we're like, hmm. And then the, we'd watch the guy inside <gasps> struggle and trying to get the guy, and it was like... Mm-hmm. We need to throw another guy in there. Mm-hmm. So then, what? It, yeah, then what it became was, you know, if the first guy finds a patient and it's a not a child, the second guy immediately calls back down to the guy um, footing the ladder, and then they almost like to do a bump up, like what we do with the, yeah, with the host. I was just gonna say that, you know, it's just like the the uh, um, the whole hose handling evolution. Yeah. Once you hit a snag, whatever that might be, there's something in in your way. It's gonna be a pinch point, whatever. You ask for extra help. Yeah. This the pinch point is this two hundred pound and that becomes conscious a, person and that becomes yeah. a priority. Like it's Absolutely. like it's like Absolutely. whatever else is happening. I mean, you could still have one guy running the nozzle trying to keep the fire at bay, but whatever else is happening on the fire ground, that becomes a priority. Yeah, this is a priority. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in that search, there's nothing that dictates that you have to have one person. You can have two people. You just have to make sure you have that next guy up the ladder with the thermal camera. Yeah, making mm-hmm. sure you still got a point of contact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You don't know what size room you've got. If you've got a bigger room, yeah. maybe you need those two guys. Yeah. Well, when we did that, when we did that school search, I mean, that was VAS. It was like yeah. you know, when we did those um, down the hallway right. searches. Yeah, we yep. were sending two guys into the bigger rooms. Yeah. Um, but even back to the you know the second story thing, if you're taking a, a big patient out, the guys on the ground, uh, they may have to start reorganizing and putting two ladders out because mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. the guy's super big. You're not gonna be able to carry them down on that doing the regular ladder carry. You have to do a, the two uh, the, the, the side by each ladder carry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's hard when you actually drill with, with somebody heavy uh, doing a solo rescuer. It's really hard. Yeah, yeah. Even when we've just uh, done like a down firefighter, you know, and you put one of our big guys in there, yeah, mm-hmm. and it's it's really challenging. It, it's mm-hmm. a lot of work to get them down the ladder safely. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I know like for our down firefighters, we can still do the the high point rescue where we we put the ladder above yep. the sill or above the mm-hmm. window frame and then lower them down. He's not. The rope, the rope system mm-hmm. but that's a whole other that's a lot of work too. sometimes you don't have that kind of time no yes mm-hmm. depending on how the fire is yeah. progressing moving yeah. towards you yep yeah, yeah. that's just it like you said like you, you think of it as a bump up method you know ideally let's say okay say we have a full truck yeah. and you're rolling out there 
you know, now you can absolutely, all hands on deck can be there, okay, yeah, we need to VIS this room, you know, away you go. And then that guy that's footing the ladder, you know, prepping, he's on there, he's ready to rock. So bump up, okay, now yeah. you got your, your team of three, your fourth is there, ready to go. Uh-huh. Well, that goes back to the, having those, every every incident should have like three plans. Yeah. So if you're doing VIS, the captain or whoever is down below should have a plan, should have, so that's plan A, plan A is go VIS, yeah. perfect. Um, if it doesn't, like if, if you find somebody or not, if you don't find anybody, cool. You just search that room, come back out. If you find somebody and they're not a child, well, the plan B should be, hey, send, send that, the guy on the ladder goes in, send another person up the ladder. Mm-hmm. Plan C would be, oh, that person's super huge. While they're struggling to get him to the windowsill, now we can set up two ladders. Because now it's still going to be a long struggle to get him to that yeah. windowsill, potentially, yeah, unless he's right by the window. Yeah. You know, we practiced, um, it was actually right after you guys had that that course, what do you call it? Like, oh, manpower, first in, all first, alone. First yeah. In, yeah. So, first in, all all alone. So, you're running that uh, you know limited manpower on your, on your first engine. Yeah. So, you're, you're a truck and you have maybe not all five or whatever, right? Um, so that's information. So if you're, if you're the first arriving unit on a structure fire and your first thought process is to VIS an upstairs bedroom because of what, whatever information that's given to you at the time, um, having that info to the next due engine is key. Mm-hmm. You know, first, first engine, uh, prepping for VIS, uh, you know, second story, uh, you know, having the next arriving unit with the mindset of we've got guys doing this, we all know what could potentially be coming next. So, mm-hmm. like, if I was officer on that next truck, I, I'd be thinking I want to make sure I've got a guy or two free because they might have, have to go and do exactly that second ladder, you know, second pair, pair of hands. Right. Um, and then there's still the whole, you know, hopefully you can tap a hydrant and then you still have fire suppression coming. So, mm-hmm. It doesn't take long to chew up a lot of manpower. No, it doesn't. Especially when you're trying to do search and rescue ops. Because the pump operator might have to jump in there. Absolutely. And yeah. just become yeah. a rescue guy. Yeah, we talked a lot about that too. Like with uh, low manpower, we'll roll in and um, like say, okay, like technically, you know, that officer is supposed to be command and you start that role. But now if something changes, if you need to go interior immediately mm-hmm. uh, for a rescue um, or a quick knock or whatever or BIS something for, based on the info, guess what? I'm going to be like, yeah, dispatch. Um, we're going to be going, we're going to be BISing this room. Uh, second truck in, we'll take command. Fucking, then we're all hands on deck. We're all focused. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not taking that standoff approach. For sure. Because yeah. you need that manpower. It may be depending too on your information you're getting. You may have to have to do two VES, BIS teams, sorry, mm-hmm. uh, where you have that uh, second ladder yeah. utilized. Now, mm-hmm. you can't have two ladders here and there because right. you're going to trap your guys in there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You just got to, that's got, when you kind of triage your, let's say it's a two-story home and, and you're told, yeah, kids are missing. The, these are the bedrooms. You know, you're going to quickly triage which room to enter first mm-hmm. and then, you know, quickly wrap that one up, rip down the ladder. You may not have enough manpower or not another truck for that next ladder, so you may just be moving that ladder over to the, the next uh, window right. and, and mm-hmm. the same team going in, right? Not that we we don't have one, but it more we talk about these types of scenarios, it makes it more realistic that we should have one is is a ladder truck. 
something mm-hmm. with a either ladder or something that has a basket on the end of it yeah. that can be extended out. Yeah. I know our high ebb, yeah. we've talked about that before using that, but that's not going to do a rescue. No. You're not going to get no. two people no. in there. That's just a little bit of elevator water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But being able to have a truck with a ladder on it that you can extend from a distance down the side of a building, having yeah. that as a second or a third ladder. Yeah. Um, for some properties in our area, because for sure. again, each one's different. You may not be able to get it from the front. You may have to get it from the back. Um, I think yeah. every VIS ever, like I've seen a fair, a fair number of videos now on it, has always been ground ladders, just because it takes it's, it's, a, it's a fast hack, yeah. right? It's time. It takes yeah. so long for the ladder truck to park. Yeah, but, but so when we watched that thing in New York, that guy, yeah. They crush someone's car again. Yeah. <laughs> like you gotta you gotta put it, your own riggers out. You gotta drop your you know, and then you gotta get your ladder out. And you gotta find a sparking spot. Placement. Like, you know, think overhead of, you know. wires. Mm-hmm. I mean, the ladder's great around apartment buildings for sure. And but some of these smaller uh, these gated communities and stuff, two story gated communities. It's gonna be a heck of a challenge mm-hmm. getting, getting that in there. You're definitely gonna be throwing the old grounds. Yeah. Um, you know, I saw. Well, you see a ton of you know. The videos, the photos of guys doing search and rescue ops, you know, VIS. Um, and there's ladders everywhere. And it come, comes back to that, I don't know who the original post was, but it's like throw ladders until you fucking run out of ladders. Yeah. Right? Like if, if you're doing search, if you're doing any interior push, like just start tossing ladders. If, yeah. if you ever don't know what to do, throw a fucking ladder. <laughs> yeah. Because any exit, any window could be an exit or could be a rescue point. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I'm a big fan of the of the roof ladders now because um, oh yeah because roof ladders basically get to your second story mm-hmm. pretty it's much every good. home like if a single family home is rarely three stories <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, yeah it's not very often it's gonna be mm-hmm. rented a three story single family mm-hmm. home it's gonna be usually two stories oh yeah <laughs> there's the odd one <laughs> yeah. we have a few of them in yeah. the, in our few in, in, in our outskirt uh, you know community but yeah um, but they're definitely the the, uh, they're sure. not the norm yeah. yeah. And typically, it's actually like, you know, even if it's a, if it's another story, they always have they they usually have that little uh, kind of extra little roof to it, so you can, you don't have to throw the ladder on the roof. You can throw it on and then walk around to it, kind of thing. Yeah, it's not a box home, right? It's, yeah. yeah, that that second story still mm-hmm. has, yeah, like almost a like a semi roof in front of it. Yeah, so you can walk. Uh, you can just throw a ladder and walk to each room. Yeah. Um, so you don't have to throw ladders at each window. But I like I love throwing getting guys to throw roof ladders because you start pulling the I mean especially our ladder we got a big we got a big thirty six footer that mm-hmm. you know and a triple fly or whatever yeah mm-hmm. that's gonna that picks up those minimum are two guys miserable yeah. yeah yeah minimum two guys and you're like you're trying to manhandle it and now you ain't v, you ain't vis and anything mm-hmm. <laughs> you think you know even just your twenty fours and stuff like yeah and the other trick for speed because this this the name of the game for this is speed when we're talking this and, and for the longest time, we always had our uh, lanyard tied off. It was all tied up pretty. Yeah. No, so now I need to untie the stupid thing so right. I can pull yeah. the fly up, right? I was like, yeah. no. So you need it just you need it totally open in the system. So you just throw it. You can grab that rope, throw it up, and then later somebody can come, you know, as a safety come along and then tie it off. Like it does. Uh-huh. It does it, one yeah, thing I think people think that like that's what holds the ladder. I was like, no, that's not what holds a ladder. The no. dogs hold the ladder. Uh-huh. The, yeah. the halyard's what gets the ladder up there. <laughs> but yeah. people are always like, I had to tie the halyard off because the ladder might fall. I'm like, <laughs> no, that can be done kind of <laughs> moments afterwards, right? Yeah. yeah. That's something I'd like to see is a couple of 24s. Well, in our new truck, we've, we've ordered 24s, not... Even yeah. just to replace one one of our 36s. Yeah. yeah. Or is it a 40, whatever it is. Just yeah. one of those, because mm-hmm. those are... 
It would be nice to get rid of one of the 36s and stack it with two two uh, roof ladders, because then because that'll fill in the, yeah. the the space right now yeah. for our, our for our ladder, mm-hmm. or throw a VIS ladder in, which we haven't talked about yet. That's the right. VIS ladder, which is half of a roof yeah. ladder that that is cut down, and now you can do those those kind of mid range. Usually, mm-hmm. I noticed it's usually trailer homes, or um, mm-hmm. even my house. Like ranchers, was, our house ranchers, being a new build, mm-hmm. yeah. Like our basement windows, or our kids' rooms, they're, they're quite high. Quite high, yeah. So yeah. even like, yeah, using the step for the Halligan. But... Yeah, the classic level actually walk out with starter mm-hmm. builds as well, right? Yeah. A lot of the mobile homes here too, yeah. those single wides. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you got that uh, open space underneath, mm-hmm. right? And that's quite a high window, yeah. and we mm-hmm. built lots of those. Yeah. So that's you know that's what we we've taken our one of our older roof ladders, cut it in half. Left the um, hooks on it, but yeah. now we have like a seven foot, six foot ladder mm-hmm. that we can, and then we call it our VIS ladder. We haven't figured out uh, well. We have some options for mounting. We're still working on it, but actually, our new truck has a really awesome way to mount mm-hmm. it. Um, I won't say it because then Bob has a patent on it right now because it's Bob's idea. <laughs> <laughs> but it's definitely going to be a dual purpose. Um, That's right. Uh, ladder, so yeah. it'll have more than one purpose on the truck, but it will be detachable, so we can take it with us and throw it if we have to. Mm-hmm. yeah that's yeah. a game changer for us uh awesome for making entry and for making exit equal for making exit and yeah. you get back to that patient rescue yeah so now you got somebody on the inside getting a patient out of a window mm-hmm. you've got that whatever six foot worth of ladder you throw that on the inside of the building you can prop up your patient and now you've got like a lever that you can help yeah. raise them out i mean mm-hmm. two people on the inside with a 250 pound patient that is damn hard to get them up and out of a window yeah but you prop them up on a ladder and you got two guys on on the inside a couple on the outside you just you know rock it out way way easier mm-hmm. yeah. and we talked yeah. about too like we mentioned earlier with some of the broken glass <clears throat> you know if you don't have it totally clear yeah, um do. the risk of that which we, we drilled that one yeah. night is now you know that person that you just rescued now may have a bleed yeah. as well. So you, you got to be super careful. Like it's very yeah. risky, for sure. Yeah, like that's and and it's not as easy as you think to take a window because mm-hmm. at the time when we when when I did the VIS, um, did I call it VIS? Yeah, I call mm-hmm. it right. <laughs> sort of trying to think. Um, when we did the VIS here and in, in real life, um, when I was taking that window, it was like I'm like you know in training it's like smash all the other glass falls on nicely. This was like. Yes. Yeah, I did one rake. I'm like, God rake damn it. it. Yeah. So I'm raking it and ripping out, like, um, weather stripping. Yeah, you end up taking curtains are snagged in there. And then, got, then you got curtains. the, um, you got yeah. the, um, the, center post, the, the center yeah. post. So I'm, I'm hacking that with a halogen, trying to get knocked that out. Mm-hmm. By the time I'm done, I'm like, whew, okay, now I gotta go search for somebody. <laughs> so now it's like, I should have got somebody else to do all this. Well, yeah. and then that gets you thinking, like, oh, yeah, okay. So the guy doing that shouldn't be the one going in. Yeah. Be they're like, going to be the guy with the thermal because yeah. now they've got that you know three or four minutes or in this while case, the surge had, is happening yeah. in this case we had three <laughs> we had three guys we had uh right it was me and kevin and then your brother was there so two kevins <laughs> and he was running he was holding the nozzle for me just in case it turned on us yeah. when yeah. i was inside um so could have got him to take the window yeah well we well we came up with a better plan but you know it's, it's one of those things that you just get thrown into it and you're just like mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. on be handy to have because that center post sometimes in those windows can be very difficult to get out. A grinder. Uh, grinder. I was going to say. <laughs> a shoulder. Like a zip or something, actually. Yeah, yeah or something battery-operated you can quickly yeah. zip, zip. Yeah, you're going to have rough edges, but at least... The battery-operated tools, man, they're, uh, they're the yeah. thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I heard you guys get a bunch. 
We did. Yeah. yeah. Fully outfitted. Yeah. We I think that's going to be, uh, we're budget talks coming up. I yeah, think absolutely. Mm-hmm. Bobby heard her here first. <laughs> 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 yeah, I think battery after chainsaw. Yeah. Uh, probably, uh, maybe even field circular saw. Uh, not circular saw. <laughs> yeah. Grinder. Cake off. I know we, we had a bunch of those. Cut off. Yeah, yeah. cut off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. I could get one as a demo. They're really cool. Yeah. Super, super cool. You definitely the chainsaw and all that, you know, mm-hmm. it's just, it was so much faster. Yeah. Yeah. And just pulling the grinder, even right now, we only have a couple battery operated things and that grinder with the big wheel on it just, Money. just goes through. Oh, yeah. Well, especially when you start thinking about, you know, okay, now if we have to load up a basket, go down an embankment to do a rescue with certain things, right? Yeah. You get down there in our area, like there could be a log in the way, there could be branches in the way. And, yeah. you know, we don't want to be ripping the chainsaw down there. It's a pain in the ass. It's heavy. Yeah. And, you know, that Milwaukee battery chainsaw that we trialed it worked great like yeah. it's like anything you had to put a little love into the chain to get it grabbing right but uh they're they're very efficient you don't yeah. have to worry about trying to start it exactly right it's and you know i'm not ready to go fall on a huge tree that's like, right it's literally yeah. just gaining patient access yeah like i mean i, I wouldn't put <laughs> go a little bit than robbie has <laughs> yeah yeah that, that was pretty small yeah so he has six the, uh, bar. <laughs> he had a little six bar it was like an arborist little like a pruning saw. Pruning saw. Kind pruning, of deal. It was a chainsaw. Was, that actually what, yeah. what sold me on it because the work he did with that six inch bar mm-hmm. cutting yeah. down like trees with a six inch little yeah. chainsaw bar that was a, 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 the big a, one's yeah. like a maybe it's an eight. I think it's like an eight, eight or a ten. Whatever he had was like yeah. just tiny, right? And he's just ripping through trees. I'm like, that thing's awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, we're getting one of those. <laughs> yeah, it was like a little M12, like yeah. definitely the baby version. Yeah, because I think if he would have had a big thing going, I would have been like, yeah, that's pretty cool. But mm-hmm. that thing by itself was cutting down trees. I was like, hmm. So imagine that bigger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How awesome that'd be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I still probably wouldn't want to stack the M18 versus what we were cutting this past week. Oh, no, no. Yeah. We put a lot of cuts in there. Yeah. yeah. But uh, for, for firefighting, it's... For firefighting, like, quick, right? Like, mm-hmm. you're not going to cut a... You know, fifty foot tree down. And in, I'm building a log home in ten inch increments. Yeah, you have to make a couple quick cuts. Yeah, and then you're done. Mm-hmm. So, speed, ease, zero warm up. Yeah, yeah. Um, you don't have to have it up running. Like you don't have to have it like. Okay, everybody, watch out! I'm just mm-hmm. the saw, and I'm gonna have yeah, it. Yeah, we're not here. we're not packing that thing up for a roof cut. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but mm-hmm. it's, yeah. like I said, for all these these. I take chainsaw. I try like the electric chainsaw for a roof cut. Oh yeah, you could. Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Depends chain. on the depends on the chain. chain. Yeah, I'm sure they don't come with the best chain. <laughs> no, but you put you, you put a real one on. Yeah, like those ones that we got from you guys. Yeah. Like those those chains are money. Like we were cutting metal, like oh, whatever, so right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. like carbide yeah. kits. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I, try, I mean, if it cuts a tree. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> should cut a roof. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, and, you know, obviously, still have the gas powered one as your plan B. That's true. <laughs> and then there's crew on the ground that are getting those out. Fired up, yeah. right? I think those those are the guys that can be down there ready, mm-hmm. getting getting that stuff ready. Yeah. But yeah, we talking about? Oh yeah, burn building. Yeah, <laughs> but actually, back with the ladder, throw ladders and stuff. We're talking about like for for um, event enter isolate search. You know, like it's uh, screwed up. Son. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the biggest thing with the, your RIT teams too, like when you actually have a RIT team established, you know, their role. Again, we discussed this is to get out there, start softening everything, throwing ladders, identifying you know where the teams are going to be going, and um, and yeah, softening all those doors, getting things open and, and prepped. Right, that's that's, right. that's absolutely key because you find RIT will kind of do that, but they don't start throwing ladders, but they should one hundred percent. Yeah, that, 
that's one of the things we don't do a lot of is throwing the ladders. We're trying to get into it more, mm-hmm. yeah. but I think that big, the big heavy ladder is. I think that's what slows us down. Yeah, mm-hmm. thing slows us down. Well, and the other thing is, if you look at our our actual calls, like mm-hmm. right now, like now we're finally we're we're getting into some like builds with multiple stories. Mm-hmm. Or not yeah. Multiple, well, yeah, we are getting more mm-hmm. multiple stories around here, but really for the most part, most of our calls are at single stories. Yeah, yeah. even a two story. Throw yeah. a roof ladder. Older mm-hmm. residences. Yeah. yeah. Single story. But I would like to see at every structure fire more ladders getting thrown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What would be nice to see too is with us being able to burn again in the burn building is that roof prop again, yeah. built as well because you know we are coming into chimney fire season as it gets colder yeah, and absolutely. more attic fires and stuff like that. It'd be mm-hmm. nice to get that thing running again and that's going to come real quick here because that always uh, we always tend to get those chimney fires this shoulder season as it gets cold. They don't sure. they don't go and clean it, but they'll start the fire. And there was a bird in there, and <laughs> oh, I just had that clean. Yeah, yeah. every Last time. Year, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so actually, uh, carry on with that drill. So what? Yeah, what we will do? We'll have two on the high, two uh, two going high in the VIS, two going low in the VIS, and then um, my plan is after the. Because what I want people to do is, um, I want our guys to remember not to vent when we're in, like not to, um, not to mechanically vent while we're in there. Because mm-hmm. you got to, right. you know, uh, Rob, I think you're the one that's kind of saved my ass that time on, on that fire because I was inside and yeah. someone who hadn't been around for, was for a while was, was getting ready to fan. vent, vent yeah. the fan while I was inside. And <laughs> you were like, no, we're not doing that. Um, so the plan... For this training scenario is going to be we're going to do a high a high VIS, low VIS, and then after after we've removed the two patients, we're going to do a we're going to set the fan up, push in, and then that team will push in and hit the and hit the live fire. Mm-hmm. So it'll be like a three a three person. Um, let's say not three person. Three team. Three team. Three team. Um, three team. Attack night. Yeah. What about the mm-hmm. what about the like a clock reset as far as a quick hit from the outside? Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that could be what the team's doing. The the team that's not doing VIS, they could easily be doing a um a hit, it, a hit it hard from the yard yeah. sort of idea. Yeah. What? Put water on the fire early? Yeah, that's crazy. 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 Talk, right? crazy. Push the fire into the other room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It lives. It breathes. Yeah. I can't do it as good as Scott. It's a living. <laughs> I can't do it at all. He doesn't. <laughs> I literally don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody does it in this room. It lives. It breathes. <laughs> a living thing. <laughs> I don't remember what it says. That's um, exactly that. I was. I just want to really quickly mention, we didn't bring this up in, in news, but our neighbors to the north. Oh yes, right. Yes. <laughs> they currently they posted on their Facebook account. <laughs> um, oh, I do you have that the actual post of what they wrote? An angry. So they have a bull. They have it like a bull, like a cow, like a bull walking around <laughs> the town. A not friendly bull is on the loose in town, <laughs> shared by our local. So Thanks I've uh, messaged to uh, one guy who's a firefighter and the, and the other who's a captain. Uh, and I sent them the Bulls on Parade um, song from, from Rage Against the Machine. But one of the, the captain actually got back to me and says, uh, I said, you guys crawl out your bull yet? And he says, and he just messaged you back, not yet, grab your horses and come on down. <laughs> <laughs> nice. We are known to be cowboys, but mm-hmm. not I, that I, kind of I do not own cowboy boots <laughs> nor a hat. And I don't know if you know how to ride a horse. <laughs> I mean, not good enough that I would want to go try to corral a not-friendly bull, as they say. Because mm-hmm. what did it say? If you open it up and it's like, RCMP 
and wranglers. <laughs> yeah, when there's uh, actually wranglers around. <laughs> yeah. Just a, how, <laughs> like that town's not very big. Like where is no. this thing? <laughs> I can just imagine like some Simpsons episode where the bulls like hiding behind a car, and then then, right. <laughs> then there's a bee drive by, and the bulls like. Hmm. <laughs> 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 like, it's like um, posing behind like a, it's like a steak, yeah. <laughs> it's like a, a steak restaurant. It's just like, <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we'll uh, keep posted on that if, uh, mm. uh, as it happens. Yeah, major developments <laughs> in rural BC. <laughs> we just got the horses that walk through. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Right. Oh man, I tell you, yeah. Twenty yeah. horses in my driveway. What the hell? Horses, deer. Mm-hmm. You said, uh, Rob, do you remember the time? Yeah. I, never, I don't think I was on yet. There was a cow running around town? No, we had one like last year. There was a oh, cow right. running. But it wasn't a problem. It was just walking. No, it was just street. running down Main Street. <laughs> right, right. It was not a problem. <laughs> it was not our concern. No. <laughs> yeah, it was not an unfriendly cow. Walking yeah, past the did not drop for the cow on Main Street. It was just walking past the A&W looking for a chicken burger or something like that. Yeah, we did have a horse. Beyond meat. <laughs> yeah, I bet you he couldn't believe it wasn't beef. <laughs> <laughs> So, anyways, that's uh, burn building. Uh, that's one of the probably the opening session of burn building is going to be that, mm-hmm. and then we will progress from there. We have a couple actually. The guys from the north are going to come down and train with us. I think yeah. you guys are going to come up. Hopefully. Yeah, we're talking about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah that'll be good. I'm really pumped about uh, burn building season. Heck yeah, yeah. Because we, um, I mean, the great thing is we can kind of I don't want to say play, but that's that is. I mean, we get yes. to we get to experiment because usually when you're going to a burn building, when you're when it's not your own. Mm-hmm. You you're in a time crunch, and yeah. there's an instructor there, and he's very like, "We're doing this, this, and this, and this," and you can't deviate from the plan. You, you don't know, have a lot of time. Yeah. yeah. Whereas with us, I think, like we said, one reason why VIS kind of changed for us is because we were able to go. But what okay, if? Okay, that didn't really work mm-hmm. that well. Yeah. What if this happened? Okay, what if we throw a second guy in if it's safe? Okay, and then we actually talked. Well, what if we? Um, what if we get in there and we realize, hey, this is a super safe room we're in, and the fire's down the hallway. Now you're gonna advance the line. Advance the line. So now this is our safe zone. Yeah. And let's mm-hmm. let's push down this hallway. It's that's an odd way to do it, but that's definitely um, mm-hmm. like we we use that as an anchor point. That's right. And we push ourselves down the hallway and attack the fire on that angle. Absolutely. That's all the information to have because at, at that time, as you're VISing that room, you know you may get more information. Hey, no, everybody's out. Yeah. Hey, sweet. Okay. Well, guess what? Fires are here. Throw me a line. Yeah. Boom. Team enters. Away you mm-hmm. go. Yeah. Yeah. And we already know that's a safe zone because we were in there and we checked it. Mm-hmm. And then we then we could just bump a guy up and he he could do door control while you're pushing in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that that gives us time to play because if you're just doing a VIS training out and like you go to some academy and you're doing it, they're just gonna be very. This is like, literally yeah. by the book yeah. in and out ABC down mm-hmm. ABC down. And just like we said, it's motions. super important to practice it on on different heights of windows. You know, different uh, how you're accessing those windows, how you're Absolutely. you're climbing up into them. Like whether you're throwing a halligan for a step, and you know, some guys you know use a piece of webbing for a step. They hook it, and, and like there's so many different styles of, of getting into it. Um, so having that time to to do it all. It's nice to be able to throw the rollover. Right. Guys don't generally get to see a lot of rollover, yeah. mm-hmm. so it's nice to throw that in there. We can't make any flashover or backdrafts, though we've tried. Um, <laughs> it would be really nice to have. Well, you knew the flashover. Where we had be in there when the flashover. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but although your room, our room gives the flashover pretty good. That, you tried with that one secan doing a backdraft. Yeah, that mm-hmm. definitely. We were close a couple times, but mm-hmm. not as. Yeah, but it's like nice a, to be able like to have that, <laughs> that teaching time to say, "Okay, sit here, have a look, watch mm-hmm. the fire." 
yeah. rather than okay, go in there, put the fire out, yeah. right? Yeah, and, and when we've gone, weed. we've gone up to uh, other burn buildings and burn centers and stuff, and and done these training scenarios with the whole crew. But then everybody kind of stands in there and does the whole cold start and yeah. and talks, which is great. But you know, f- for those of us who have done a lot of the the burn buildings, up, we want to get into the the, the good Less stuff, right? Work. Yeah. But it's super important. Look at our hiring practices right now. Like we have so many new people. You know, you guys have a fair amount of new people, and yeah. talking about more hires potentially as well. Mm-hmm. So having that um, time to get in there and do that cold start and explain it, make them feel comfortable. Hey, take off your glove. This is the thermal air. Like, see how cool it is down here. Now it starts getting warmer. And that just makes them a lot more comfortable. Yeah, yeah that, that kind of process, I think, is imperative to building, like, a good understanding of what your gear is capable of, yeah. what you're going to get into, but also, like, getting a bit of a mindset on that time frame as well. So, like, this is obviously a set fire in a C-can made of metal with pallets. Mm-hmm. But this is how fast it takes for it to be licking over your helmet here. That's, this is the slowest spread of a fire that you're ever going to see. Yeah. Now, think about in a household. Now, think about in a new household with all of these uh, synthetics. Mm-hmm. It's going to be super fast. So, getting that, getting that, you know, that sort of stress inoculation early um, in, I mean, for us, it's a non-stress environment. Yeah. Um, for them, I'm sure every one of their eyes are wide open mm-hmm. and crazy. Absolutely. But, yeah, like, I think, and then even bringing some of your, like, our, what we would call rookies still now, they've had some rotations through the building, but getting them in there as, like, a safety tech is always awesome. Hey, just hang out back, back here, watch. Um that is awesome. Super, super awesome. Mm-hmm. And then one thing we just made, well, we haven't made it yet. We're in the halfway process of making it right now, is that room. So we've taken our backdraft room that we had because mm. we beat the crap out of this container trying to get this backdraft up. So what we've done now is we've uh, we've recently actually cut it in half. So we've taken the angle grinder to it and a torch, and we cut this whole sea can in half. So now we have um, a 20-foot sea can. We've cut not quite in half. It's like a probably... Probably 12 foot and 8 foot or something like that. Um, mainly because I couldn't measure it right. <laughs> but it was also because of the way the floor was made. So um, it just works out that way. <laughs> um, so what, we, what we're going to do is actually be able to take these these uh, this half a sea can with us and we'll be able to lift it onto the, uh, onto the deck truck, onto the, the crane truck. And our plan is actually to take it to schools and take it to Fire Prevention Week, mm-hmm. unload it, and be able to, you know, build a little um, living room in there and light it on fire. So then people can actually see how fast these things go. And not yeah. they don't have to come down to a training ground. Or they don't. We can actually do it. Um, but we can also use it for firefighters. They can see how fast it is. The nice thing with that, too, is you can do those uh, those kitchen fires with grease props, too, right? Yeah, exactly. Because like, we've done it outside, and it's all, poo, poo, look at the big fireball, but it goes yeah. straight up. Yeah. What does it actually do as soon as it's that roof? It actually comes down pretty freaking low. Yeah. Down. Yeah. And uh, showing people how low it actually gets, Yeah, yeah. Th- that's pretty mm-hmm. pretty awesome. Yeah. And I think the big thing that we found um, when we when we first did it, we, we were building like wooden rooms. They don't last that long. Um, but the one thing we found, smoke detector. Smoke detectors are awesome. Um, but then we realized shortly, like, it was beeping, beep, 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 beep. And then as soon as the, uh, as soon as the heat started banking up the wall, the smoke detector melted and fell off the roof and landed on the ground and, and burned. And yeah. it was like, so if you didn't wake up in the first, you know, one minute. Minute or so. 
it's over. It's the smoke detector's gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was very interesting because I, you know, I never even thought of that. I never thought, oh yeah, shit, the fire's gonna get up there, hit the smoke detector, and it's gonna fall off the roof. So or off the ceiling. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe you put it down lower, but then then the smokes. Then, I don't know. <laughs> and there's a lot of people that don't actually have this proper amount of smoke detectors in their ho- homes either. Oh, for right? sure. Yeah. So, so they, like they get the one. So people then, have one in their house. Yeah. Yeah. They don't have to trip the other ones or mm-hmm. you know have other ones. Yeah. Sorry, going back to uh, the burned building, and you're talking about stress inoculation. The other thing that's good to get back in the habit is of the other sensory, sensory stuff. You know, we get used to using our eyes and our mm-hmm. and our, our nose and stuff like that, or touch, right? But at least feeling that heat, getting used to what our ears are hearing or mm-hmm. not hearing mm-hmm. when we're in the fire. Of course, we're banging around. We're not going to hose off the sea can, uh, but in real fire situations, you know, you've got radio chattering, you've got all this stuff going on. Get Getting used to using your other senses is... Uh-huh. Yeah, and you might hear that, you know, you can hear the fire um, glass breaking from the from the, flame, from the heat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're like, oh, it's over there. Like, you may not know where it is, but yeah. you, hear the, you hear the fire. There's not, it's yeah. not necessarily a crackle, like a, uh, like a, a nice campfire. It's more mm-hmm. like a weird, you know, you hear stuff breaking and things falling. And you're like, yeah, that's where the, yeah, that's where the fire is. It's, mm-hmm. it's good for us to just get back into it because it's like, oh yeah, absolutely. that's what's going to happen. Or, mm-hmm. oh yeah, that's how that's going to react and stuff like that. Because sometimes we forget. I mean, Oh, for sure. You know, it's, it happens every single year. You know, we've been, you know, wildfire season's just been nuts. And we've, we've, we've been out there in the shit and it was, you know, crazy awesome, but crazy. Um, the first roll around through the burn, burn building is always like, ah, there it is. Like you just mm-hmm. you get that again, right? And I mean, we I'll say luckily for our town, we haven't had any big structure fires where we had to make any big interior pushes this summer. Um, you know, we, we kind of live for those calls. Um, grateful when they don't happen, but we want to be dialed for when they do. Um, so going through the entire summer season and having none of that exposure getting back in the building for the first time and getting it lit up it's uh it's always like a a good refresher you know it, it's not like it, it's not fear or scared but it just kind of gets all of your senses firing again you're like yeah fuck yeah this is a thing mm. and this is awesome mm-hmm. and just that, that first time when you really get it cooking in there is awesome i mean I, I think last year one of the first burns that we got going again we we ended up doing uh below grade search and so we've got our two-story burn, burn building we, we made access through the upstairs like through the top floor and then pushed down when they opened that that door the smoke level was like it was just billowing out mm-hmm. and you're like oh yeah this is like we are in it i think you were one of the teams that went in yeah. it was uh like that that was an awesome refresher just to yeah this is like this is real and you feel yeah i mean that heat it's so much more intense and mm-hmm. you got to really be on your game knowing where your team placement is too like nobody sure. on the stairs before you start attacking that fire right because yep. where's all your steam and your heat going yep. right right mm-hmm. up the chimney so yeah having proper placement and if you have that bump up guy that door control hose yep. guy you know where is he going to go he, like he could move into like a landing area mm-hmm. but not by the stairs like you need a shelter over by a corner right yeah you know so learning those tactics is key uh, one of the things talking about transitioning from wildland to fire, well, fire season, but getting mm-hmm. used to that again, all through summer, we're 
drinking bottles of water when we're hydrating and we've mm-hmm. got this kind of transition between the hot season and the cold season where yeah, it's more coffee and more <laughs> more that type of drink, right? Where we're not yeah, hydrating. Dehydrating. Yeah. 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 And I think that's one of the things we yeah. forget is to Absolutely. keep ourselves hydrated because when we're in that heat, especially in the burn building, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're, we're not thinking about that as much and you realize, holy sure, yeah. crap, it's hot in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other thing too, talking about uh, manpower and where your guys are and stuff like that, you know, I, it's in training. If it's really hot in there, uh, I you know, and I read in a lot of online stuff where they're talking about maydays. If it's really hot and you're feeling it, you can always call a mayday in those situations too. Too that can be a good training point for that, hmm. where. Maybe you're not realizing just how hot it's getting. You're not feeling that mm-hmm. heat. Um, yeah. Stuff that comes to mind. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe practice is good. Um, I think we, 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 we try to throw at least one out there every season. Mm-hmm. Um, or more. Like, we'll, we'll, we'll do down, down, down firefighter or whatever. But, um, like, throwing that, that maybe call out there. And getting everybody switched on to that is really, really good. Um yeah, I was just reading an article about it, about people being afraid to call a mayday. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that's kind of a mindset that you want to get away from. It's way easier to call off a mayday than it is to get yeah. one started, right? So, Well, look at look at a lot of the in-the-line duty deaths, right? Like, you get somebody, uh, they'll lose the hose line, yeah. right, doing a search mm-hmm. or something, and they get uh, disorientated. Mm-hmm. You know, and instead of calling a mayday, they sit there and try and... and Continue searching and figure yeah. it out by themselves and go, 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 go until it's too late. Yeah, burn all you know? that. So you can yeah, call yeah. it, say, hey, mayday, 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 I've lost the ho- my hose line. Uh, I think I'm in this corner, whatever, mm-hmm. um, second floor. Things can get mobilized. And then, hey, if you find it, hey, hey found the hose line, I'm safe, such, such, okay, it gets called off. Yeah. But what, what can happen is if someone calls a mayday, they can't, it shouldn't happen. I know it does, not necessarily with us, because we haven't. Had a media in a while, mm-hmm. but it shouldn't be eh, an idiot. What do you call a media for? Absolutely, yeah, because yeah, that happens. And I know I actually think the one time it did happen, well, a couple of guys were grumbling about, "Wow, well, that wasn't necessarily a mayday. Why we do that?" It's like because mm-hmm. he thought it needs a mayday. Mm-hmm. If you think yeah. it's a mayday, it's a mayday. If a guy thinks he needs a call, it he's calling it, mm-hmm. and no one should be like, hmm, "What are you calling it for?" No, and some yeah, people are doing it all the time, yeah. and people aren't doing it for fun. It's like the mm-hmm. guy was actually legitimately concerned. Mm-hmm. He's doing it at the right time. I think people are afraid to call him 882 because it's not a firefighter down. They think that that's yeah. what warrants, or a trapped. That's mm-hmm. what warrants a, a mayday. Didn't you call a mayday once? Someone, you saw somebody fall off a ladder. Yeah, I saw Outside. somebody fall off a ladder. We were doing, we we're on the big school fire, yeah. and I witnessed it. Um, and I was actually quite a ways away on a elevated area. And uh, the only, like, so I, I called it, and then. Because I was like, well, there's nobody else around him. Like, he was by himself on the yeah. ladder. So I called it to try and grab people's attention. Yeah. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's... it's. Do that for a time. Way to go. Uh, yeah, Idiot. I know. Yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, you know, but that's just it. Like, you got to... Am I not going to say anything? Yeah. You know, like... Like, 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 you, yeah. you got to... Like, I didn't know if it was didn't or not, see anything, but it was it was a good fall. So hey, I'm gonna call it and make sure people get mobilized and go to help. Mm-hmm. And if it if he gets up and dusts himself off and yeah, continues on, then hey, whatever. Yeah, call it off. Yeah, yeah. But then I mean, 
Well, the other thing that does is it, it stops radio communication, gets people you know back in their A, a game, um, and then you, you're switched on again. Because the radio comms always go for shit. You know, like everybody starts talking over each other, and, and that's the most important time is to yeah. have that radio silence. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Your comms, comms are always... There's no way to fix it. I know. There's no easy way to fix it. No. Because I find if you have, if you have like such good radio discipline, something else is failing. Like if you're like so precise with your radio, something else is going on that like, I don't know. It's hard. It's a little bit harder for us too because we don't operate on a lot of different tax channels. Like you get a, a large department, you know, you're dispatching, okay, you're going to be operating on, you know, TAC 4 and these trucks are going to be on TAC 5. Yeah. You know, like we have our one channel. And then you may switch to another attack channel. Um, but if you don't have that command structure in place where somebody's always listening to those, it, it's very challenging. For sure. I find, and like we've been beating this horse to death, but I find with us, our comms are a shit show for the first, whatever, 10, 10 minutes on on scene. And then it's not so much that we go dark, but like it's... Settles down. And no, but, they, but then down. you get more people there. You get more face-to-face comms. And right? it's very mm-hmm. line of sight, right? Like, yeah. you know, if my team's doing this and, like, Rob's team's doing this and yours is doing this, you know, there will be a lot of, you know, like, you and I will yeah. say something. Yeah. You and yeah, I will say something. Mm-hmm. You know, like, we don't need to be going over the air. Yeah. Um, Where some are reverse. They don't talk at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they get there and then it's like, ah, oh, mm-hmm. shut yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I'll see some guys on fire ground, like literally they're not too far away and they're calling me on the radio. It's like, no, just wait, like, yeah, just let's just walk to, together and we'll, we'll chat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what about your, uh, do you guys want to talk about your, so we knew how oh, yeah, we're, we're yeah, about. we got a phone call or email or something from the local high school. They're looking to mm-hmm. put a few students through. So we, we've had good luck on that in the past, I think, with three of our current members. Mm-hmm. One of One guy who's been in for, since he was like seventeen, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty young. He's on his twenty. It's almost twenty something years now. Yeah, yeah he's being. Yeah, a he's almost a lifetime. Yeah, he's yeah. basically a lifetime mm-hmm. member. Probably, I think he's a lifetime member. Okay. Is he? Yeah. Yeah. Close. Mm-hmm. Close, if not there. Um. So he's um, you know, it's been a good practice we've had in the past. We haven't really had any in the last few years, but yeah, the high school um, like guidance counselor guy called us, and mm-hmm. so it sounds like we're gonna put uh put them through um. We're going to put them through the whole process, so they're going to have to do an interview, they have to do the physical fitness test. It's not just like, oh yeah, come on, high school kid. It's like, we're going to treat them like, like they're a new like hire. A hire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to run, run through the same training. We haven't figured out um, calls yet, because we don't know uh, like age-wise what calls can they go on and how is that going to work. Obviously, sure. probably not. one of them probably for sure isn't going to have a driver's license, Yeah. so how is that going to work? And it'll be more like they're going to be helping us, mm-hmm. but they will be trained like us. Yeah, we we run the high school program uh, for a long time as well, and it works out really well. Like a lot of our current members uh, and past members that have moved on to other areas, um, they started in the high school programs. It's the for us, it's the work experience program. It's called, I think, which yeah. is what we have here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and then we have had a few people with no driver's license. That was challenging in the beginning. You know, uh, they they basically be there late on a big call, mm-hmm. um, or then just for practices. But still, sure. a ton of good training, a lot yep. of good experience. Um, and then once they're actually able to make it to a call, um, yeah, we'd, we'd task them on to, uh, certain trucks and stuff and depending on, sometimes they'd make a first truck if nobody else is, is there yet. Yeah. And then they're just like glue with a senior member. 
yeah. um, but it works. It works really well. Mm -hmm. We've had a lot of good, good um, turnover. Mm -hmm. I've, I've been reading up a lot of that. I think a lot of uh, U.S. departments um, they have like their junior firefighter programs. You know, the pathfinders. Mm -hmm. Path, pathfinders. Yeah. yeah. Um, and there's a lot of really good success. Um, I'm very, very excited. So we had, we had two of our like semi recent guys. I mean, they've been on for probably five years now, four or five years. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, both turned into really good, good uh, you know firefighters. Um, I'm really excited to have them come on through. And the nice thing as well is we're going to pair them up with two, two hires at large. Like we're 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 going to bring on two other new firefighters coming up. So. Uh, having them come through the process with like new hires as well, I, th I think it'll be another good thing. So they'll they'll see like they're getting the exact same experience that two new firefighters are getting. It's not like we're gonna hand feed them this like special high high school thing. They are right. gonna get the skill set yeah. that a new hire is getting because that's what they are, and we hope that they stay on and turn into you know lifetime firefighters. But. Yeah. Cool. Yes, yeah. it's a good program. It's turned out well for us. Yeah. Any more for any more? I don't think so. I'm good. Yeah, no, that was really good. Yeah. Motors. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm holding the snagger tool right now. Yeah. Um, who wants it? Yeah, Modus, um, check them out. So their fame is the snagger tool. Um, and what are they? It's 150 uses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever it is now. Uh, lots of different uses for it. Um, they've got a lot of great products. So they've got their their hydrant wrench, their pocket organizers, their soft entry stuff, their Lloyd tools, their shove knives, um, their other packs and mm -hmm. uh, tool packs. Um, New hose straps. Hose straps. Uh, they're coming up with radio harness, uh, seatbelt cutters, mini spanners. Yeah, it's my personal kit. I've got the pocket organizer, uh, wedges, uh, their heavies, and their other lighter ones. Um, uh, I've got their their mini spanners are the cat's ass. I love them. They're just they're so light mm -hmm. in the pocket. Yeah, um, yeah. It's it's a great. The organizer great made the world a difference because yeah. I was walking around. Clink, ching, clink, ching, clink. ching 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 ching. I'm like, oh my god, fucking modus. <laughs> <laughs> their shit is so good, but it was just rattling around. Now, man, that 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 pocket pouch is money yeah you pull it out i i find it more like i pull it out I pull it out and look and select what i want and put it yeah, like, in. like what tool yeah. do i need boom or i grab it and like we'll give a tool to somebody so like if somebody's going to go do a task like if i'm the officer i'll pull out you know whatever it might be snagger if they're going to go on the old two and a half uh if we got some leaky hose i'll hand, hand off a couple spanners right yeah. um if it's me and i'm just walking you know walking the line that, that I'm doing it right. It's it's so nice. It's made things. I have so much more in my pocket with like it's tight and it feels like less because it's nice and tight. And, yeah, that pocket yeah. organizes the cat's ass for all that stuff for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so check them out uh, if you want a discount code. So um, DTFF five, you five percent off. Rob, do you want to talk about Rescue Essentials since you uh, sure partook in there? <laughs> Rescue Essentials, okay. they have medical bags, they have outfitted kits, they have uh, medical gear, um, yeah. like training supplies, stop the bleed supplies. Training, mm -hmm. Yeah, stop the bleed, definitely. Um, yeah, they have a lot of great gear, uh, you can check them out online, 
uh, check out their Facebook. You can enter periodically contests to win free stuff like I did. And uh, yeah, Rescue Essentials. Beauty. Nice. Who wants to stop the bleed? Oh, I want to stop the bleed. I can stop the bleed. Uh, three essentials for bleeding control are uh, direct pressure, wound packing, and tourniquets. And ashes. You know, Mining. <laughs> He's the, uh, for the visually impaired. Yeah. <laughs> no, not the visually impaired. Hearing impaired. <laughs> you might want to be visually impaired if you yeah. saw my mind. <laughs> I was uh, actually going to say, so we were out camping over the weekend. Um, and Scott was out doing some super sweet chain, chainsaw techniques after hearing the story of Todd, I was like half, halfway through, I was going to be like, Hey, where's the old tourniquet? You know, I realized when we had the discussion about tourniquets, yeah. I have one in my chest rig. Oh, did you? I have so many tourniquets that when you, when we were talking about, you had a tourniquet, I don't have a tourniquet. I realized, yeah, I have a you tourniquet in my one. chest rig. I'm like, oh. <laughs> too many tourniquets. <laughs> I got them kind of scattered around everywhere too. I've kind of yeah. lost track. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool, though. Uh, there was a picture on the Volunteer Firefighter, I think, Association today. And the guy was talking about what was in your pocket. And the one guy emptied his pocket and had it all laid out. Snagger tool. And right next to that was a Gen 7 cat tourniquet. Nice. So I was like, sweet. Beautiful. So people are carrying tourniquets. Good. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, org is where you can learn about Stop the Bleed. Um, become an instructor or take the course. And teach others. Yeah, check out our content on uh, Stop the Bleed stuff we put out as well on the YouTube. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, quite some time ago. Yeah, yeah it was. Make your sim, good. make your sims fun though. Make them like high level, high acuity, right, as realistic as possible. Like you said, with those uh, little weed sprayer pumps that really up your yeah. game for uh, mm-hmm. spraying the blood and spraying dyed water, warm water for that uh, sensory. Yeah. yeah. So not only do we use uh, weed sprayer pumps now to do the um, um, wound packing um, with the yoga block. Um, what I've started doing with uh, when I'm teaching the law enforcement guys, I, I'll take the um, take just like a, a spray bottle, like a you know, like a Windex bottle, not Windex, um, <laughs> and uh, put just put some warm water in it. And you know, I I don't like using dyed water because I don't want to wreck their gear. And For sure. you know, now the guys like well, you made me orange or you made me red or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> so now it's like I just spray them with warm water, but it's it's that simulation that's still there, and it's, they feel like what what what's this? Like I'll spray their leg and like hey you got hit. Mm-hmm. What if you tell them they got hit? I can just spray them until they realize oh I'm hit. Right. Yeah. And especially when we're doing it within like a lower light environment and you know um, dark pants when they're wet looks by blood so. Mm-hmm. Gets there. You can see when they first realize it too. They're like they're, they're kind of like that stress inoculation kind of goes. Whoa! Did I actually get hit? Like what happened? And, yeah, mm-hmm. and then it kicks them into a little bit higher gear. Yeah. So yeah, it's important. Um, I know there was we were you and I were talking on the weekend about um, on uh, there was that crazy <laughs> crazy um, video we watched on the range. Yeah. Where they had the guys like arms are duct taped and. <laughs> And they had they had fake blood and they were spraying them right in the eyes with it and the guys are <laughs> we're doing live fire and they're dragging a dummy like through this crazy um, obstacle course and they're shooting live fire and like that was nuts. Yeah. <laughs> By the end of it, they were all they were all of them were duct taped. They had like ball and they're trying to reload their rifles one handed and it was all so it was yeah. awesome. <laughs> and then at the end, I think at the very end, they had to go into a 
into a garage and like do an IV start because it was a, it was a more advanced medical course. So they had to like after dragging this dummy, they had to do an IV start. Out now they're exhausted and they're all covered in blood and they're trying to stick a stick this thing with an IV. <laughs> so, Jesus. <laughs> so yeah, you can make your you can scale your level of craziness. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tanner Olson man, somebody. Yeah, Tanner Olson man, uh, country music out of West Coast Canada. Um, doing some live events, which is awesome. Now that uh, some things are opening up, some. Uh, yeah, ish. Uh, check them out. They're on, uh, yeah, Facebook, Insta, YouTube. You can stream them on all your downloading platforms. So, yeah. If we have a seminar and they're kicking around, right. maybe, maybe we're lucky. Hopefully. That was the idea, but that was also two years ago. fucking years ago. God, yeah. 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 Um, and us. As we're on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok. Mm-hmm. Is TikTok still a thing? Very much so. <laughs> yeah. You know what's funny? So, my uh, new hire at work, our deputy chief's son, mm-hmm. he comes up and he's like, hey, I found you guys on TikTok. I'm like, oh yeah. He's like, you guys got some real views, eh? Like, yep. We do? Oh, yeah. Uh, like... Hundreds? Multiple hundreds, oh. thousand. Really? Oh, yeah. No, it's it's a thing. We got to up our t- TikTok game. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. Why are we on it? <laughs> I want to blame on COVID like everybody else blames everything on COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly because we're a lazy bag of shit. Yeah. Don't be a lazy bag of shit. Yeah. <laughs> Moral of the story. Moral of the story. Post it on TikTok. Um, but he's like, you know, we should get a TikTok for the department. I'm like, what? No. <laughs> that is not the move. He's like, man, we get so many followers. I'm like, we are not doing that. If he if he wants to be on our TikTok, he's he is more it. than welcome. Yeah. I will give him the password. He, yeah. he can. Well, he, maybe not. Let's not go that far. We need to we need to view some of his content. <laughs> like, oh, well, yeah, maybe. <laughs> but get a little. We film him building berms. We can. <laughs> I think he might be an expert. Expert on building berms now. Coming up soon. Yeah. Crash course. <laughs> yeah, TikTok still very, very much a thing. <clears throat> I don't see us doing dances, but I think we're nope, starting to get, getting some new uh, content out there. We've, we've been waiting for, like, lap fire season. We've, we've been waiting for, all, yeah. obviously, you know, summertime to kind of wrap up because it's been, uh, I mean, we, we've been hectic. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'd now, rather spend our TikTok time on doing cool training stuff than training showing stuff. us how to dance. Ab- absolutely. Mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of police videos on the, the police dancing and stuff and, and yeah. a lot yeah, of the no, a lot of the defensive tactics instructors are like, hey how why don't you show your why don't you show cops doing like jujitsu and stuff instead of mm-hmm. showing them dancing. Well and those are so like I mean I get it. <laughs> we put up our like firefighter in quarantine videos and like they got yeah. a lot of laughs or whatever, yeah. right? And that was fun just because we like literally couldn't do anything else. Yeah. Yeah. Um but the ones that show technique are still are number one viewed. Right. Uh, so it definitely goes goes to show, like, you know, there's there's funny stuff out there. There's, like, random. You, you can go down the TikTok rabbit hole. But uh, you if you put up skill-based, there's a lot of followers mm-hmm. for, for that. So, yeah, it's it's really good. And correct me if I'm wrong, because I don't really do the TikTok. Not as many dickheads on there, like Facebook? <laughs> like the comments. I heard the comments on TikTok and Instagram. There's very few, uh, there's a lot less. Yeah, Facebook has, 
there's there's a lot of all yeah, the dickheads. Yeah, there's all the dickheads for sure. Um, you make a post on there. Dick book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we're gonna don't think that's yeah. what you're thinking. Oh, yeah. yeah. There yeah there don't type in dick book. You're gonna get something totally different. <laughs> exactly. Right? I don't want to hit that hard in New York. <laughs> oh God. Actually, my brother-in-law, he wanted to make a thing called hate book. Right. <laughs> so like. If Todd and I hate the same guy, then we're friends. <laughs> and, we, and we hate this guy together. <laughs> Who makes the profile? I don't know. Everybody just has a profile. And maybe, I don't know. I don't. We didn't get that far. <laughs> it's not, not saying I'm not involved in this. Like, I might like it. <laughs> I, I said, I think that's actually what Facebook turned into. For <laughs> so sure. Basically, I hate that guy. Mm-hmm. Hey, let's be friends. <laughs> yeah, like, there's like mutual friends. And then you both blocked this this person like you have like mutual hate hatred yeah so maybe hate mm-hmm. facebook just needs an offshoot called hate mm-hmm. anyways i think we've digressed enough Absolutely. um and we've lost todd actually mm-hmm. <laughs> we had to pause for a second because todd had to go use the little todd room <laughs> <laughs> um uh, so we're gonna say good night for todd good night everyone from todd mm-hmm. rob. and for me and for good me. night rob perfect all right <laughs> <laughs> stay safe say good night